You ever heard the phrase, the more things change, the more things stay the same? And while we love the excitement of new things, it's also nice to have the reliability of something constant. Hey, it's Wilmer Valderrama. And when it comes to insurance, State Farm is a good neighbor you can count on. Solo llama a tu agente. Another way State Farm helps is by supporting the creators and storytellers of the Michael Tuda Podcast Network family. Con la ayuda de State Farm, estamos ayudando y asegurándonos de que nuestras voces sean escuchadas. Como un buen vecino, State Farm está ahí. Aprende más en es.statefarm.com. We started our company, Girls Who Do Interiors, before we even graduated design school. And we turned to Chase for Business to build along with us. They had everything from banking to payment acceptance to credit cards all in one place. And with the Chase mobile app, our business is wherever we are. It's made for business owners who build to inspire. Learn more at chaseforbusiness.com. Make more of what's yours. Real customers compensated. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank and a member of DIC. This is an official download from thecustardtv.com. It's probably the most hyped hour of television for quite some time. I can't remember when a show had this much expectation, this much excitement around it. And we're here early to discuss the one show that people are talking about. The one show? Sorry, old gag. Yeah. Uh, Line of Duty (laughs) concluded tonight uh, episode seven of series six. The trailers alluded to the fact that all roads have led to H. That's what the BBC said in their trailers for this, for this, what promised to be an action packed and exciting finale. We've all seen it. We're recording this prior to Sunday night. Um, so what we don't know is if the continuity announcer has said Line of Duty will be back in 2022 for the seventh series. But it felt rather final. And so um, I've got together my own AC12 group, Matt in the Northern area. All, all right, mate. And Gary's <laughs> back with a dodgy uh, OCG type connection, which we're going to try and play with today. Jesus, Mary and Joseph and the wee donkey. Can we just move this thing along before I try to try on the bloody bend? That's very good, Gary. Thank you. I, I'm happy good. with that. In the, in the hope of authenticity, he does sound like he's coming through some sort of police radio. So that's, I do that's like good. That as well, yeah. So <laughs> Before we get on to the episode, uh, how have you felt about this series, Gary, of Line of Duty? uh, Overall, I would give this series a B. I think it has had some very good moments and some good plot lines, but overall, it hasn't felt up to the standard of previous series. I would say I would agree with the B if the B stood for boring. All the action and all the intrigue, as Matt has said... In his review, which is on the site now and, and in previous conversations about Line of Duty, is that everything of in, interest that has happened has happened away from the audience. So it's all happened off screen. We're being told it. And that's what this series of Line of Duty has felt for me. It's felt like homework. It's felt like teasing us with every cliffhanger, but they're quite boring episodes and they don't 
flow overly well. I think I would just say that everything has lacked any impact. That's my problem. Like everything, it, uh, every cliffhanger has felt inconsequential by the time the next episode starts. Jed can't now do anything new for our eyes. For the populist eyes, and the viewing figures don't agree with Luke, uh, no. it, it's everyone is still interested. But those who've been there since series one, what more could he do? The, 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 the thing about Line of Duty in the past is that the, the central lead has always been so charismatic and interesting and intriguing every series because Martin Comston, Vicky McClure, Adrian Dunbar, the core three as characters aren't really interesting on their own. They're quite bland. I would disagree that they're not interesting characters. You know, they're, they're quite... You wouldn't want to spend a down... night with, with, with any of them, would you, really? They're I quite don't know. Dull. I think they're they'd quite be quite... Dull. I don't think they're dull. I would disagree with that. I mean, well, I, you know, I always felt they were dull, but they, the 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 world that they inhabit is lifted by um, by those main like Tandy Newton, Hawes, Lenny James. Or... I'd agree with that. That the more intriguing characters, the more sort of well drawn characters are those guest characters. But I don't think it would feel as grounded without that key three. And I think I think Jed has done a a, a good job of of sort of. Uh, building on on those characters every series, I would I would disagree that they are dull. And I think the the bits that I've liked about this series have been their interplay, their personal stories, their allegiances. I think that's the bit that has worked well. But as you were coming on to Luke, I think what hasn't worked well is Joe Davidson's mm. as a character, Adrian Dunbar's Ted Hastings. Everybody loves him, but I feel like this series. Maybe because I'm not enjoying it as much. He seems to have been just dolling out, you know, loving catchphrases like Gary referenced at the beginning. More of a catchphrase I... machine than a character trait or a, something that feels organic. Hastings' character is the, is the thematic strand that Jed has been going for since the beginning of Series 1. Someone whose morals and someone whose passion for anti-corruption is ultimately thwarted and even called into question by his own actions and that and and, and as we learn in this episode as we're going to get into it to me what's going to be interesting and as you say we don't know this is will there be another series of line and duty and will the same three be in it and will it matter because i'll come to a theory later that i think we saw the basis of a new ac12 next year for next series if it happens. Although I've not loved this series, I did see that trailer. I did think it did a good job of of whetting my appetite for this episode. And I, I think it on Thursday, and and my memory of it isn't as good as I would like it to be. If and I, I, th I, I think as well, Luke. The other thing uh, we we saw, I sort of teased it when we spoke last week with Sarah. The the penultimate episode I felt was the best of the bunch so far because it mm. did feel like that that older line of duty had their elongated interview scene, which actually quite a few people didn't enjoy. the The, the criticism was that we it didn't reveal much, but actually that it turned out that there wasn't that much to reveal in the, in the end. Um, and and I, I felt, oh, we're get, we are getting somewhere now that they're unearthing that, you know, there's this thing under, under the warehouse. 
there is something beyond Joe Davidson that we need to find out what that is, and that's what this this final episode will be about. The main points are, in, in the first instance, we found out that under the warehouse floor was this lockbox that contained a lot of knives, really, with, with characters' blood on and fingerprints on. So it, it was the knife that... Ryan had used to kill off John Corbett. There was the, the the knife that had been used to kill um, Jackie Laverty back in series one with Tony Gates's prints on it. We we then got uh, Joe Davidson trying to be um, basically the OCG trying to finish off Joe Davidson. Uh, th- this is the the set piece that is being heavily trailered. Um, by the BBC, you know, exciting, exciting, exciting. Uh, AC12 get to her just in time before the OCG can take her out of the prison van and and say to her then, you you know, you can get witness protection if you tell us the man that has been controlling you, the man who you thought to be your father, and that turned out to be Fairbanks, the George Costin character, who, because he has dementia, really can't say anything, they also try then to find anything they can where a officer has misspelt the word definitely because, as we know, the person using the uh, device that has been communicating with uh, the OCG in the last series and, and in this series with Joe Davidson cannot spell definitely. Poor old Chloe, again, has had to do all the donkey work and, and has gone through the... She's the wee donkey. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think we refer to her as uh, Chloe Bot three thousand, don't we? With the, as 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 Luke <laughs> likes dump. to use the word info dump. I've never heard anyone else use that no, phrase. The funny thing is, Matt, I don't know where I've heard it, but it's so yeah. it's so right for that character. I would say more sort of exposition heavy. You know, she's the exposition bot. She's the person who this is all the information, and and she finds both in the Lawrence Christopher reports and in the. Uh, Operation Lighthouse reports that it is Buckles who has uh, miswritten that word. And we find out that Buckles is... This is the debate me and Luke have been having, whether Mm. he is the fourth man, he is H, or if he is just another cog in the wheel. He is saying, you know, I'm sort of the last man standing. There used to be... Tommy Hunter was the one who was giving the orders and then it was Hilton and now there's just a few disparate members left and I'm one of them and give me immunity and and things like that and it ends with him being put in a high maximum security prison Ted's retired off but is formally filing you know protesting his his retirement so uh, we end with a very weak ending where Carl Michael's in charge of AC12. Uh, Kate might be coming back. The other thing I suppose that's revealed in this episode is that Ted Ted's confronted by Stephen Kate and they uh, about this money that, that he gave scene to Steph. Really annoyed me. That was the scene where I was like, okay, I'm done now. Him just explaining the reasons why he had that money and and, and it, I just was so bored. With, the, the, I like the, that scene. No, I found it really dull. Why do you say dull, though, Luke? I don't because, get dull. Because there's been so much of this series. It's just people talking about things that I either can't remember or I'm not so, even sure I've seen. 
and it just it wasn't but what engaging. Do, why does that make it okay so that's different from it being dull yeah, i no, suppose yeah well no if something's not engaging it's dull because if it's not uh, dull it will engage you you know i no. just i just felt i just felt that they that you know the chemistry wasn't there i just didn't i, no, just didn't I, I disagree it. You know, I think that relationship between the three of them is what carries it, and it is that through line. I I think it was an anticlimax in terms of what it could have been, and you know, I wrote that that little piece about the theories I had, and one was that mm. there was more to Steph. You know, that she had OCG links, and she was sort of using Ted and Steve, and that she'd, you know, Lee Banks had specifically said mm. that Hastings had told him about John's identity, whereas actually he'd said that there was someone in their organisation who was an undercover cop, and they'd sort of guessed it was John, um, and he, it was his guilt that, that led him to give Steph that money, and the fact that he had that relationship with John's John's mother as well. Um, as a whole... This felt flat because our expectations and I think our history of line of duty is to expect more. At the end, everything made sense, but it wasn't particularly exciting and entertaining. It was just like, oh, is that it? There was never going to be a satisfactory answer. There was no single, unless it was Hastings all along, there was never going to be a really big reveal that was going to make it this way. The Buckles reveal was disappointing, but really, who else was there? Matt and I said exactly the same thing privately, that it's kind of a damned if you do, damned if you don't type yeah. of situation. I, I that, think, f- but, for me, but that's it wasn't... The problem. That's the problem with big reveals in series. Yeah. Reveals don't ever really... I can't but think of a reveal I, that's ever delivered. I think, though, Gary, the, the thing that they've been, you know, guiding you towards is that the chief inspector, Osborne, is the, is the big bad. You know, he's quite high up in the police... It was quite an under, quite an underwhelming reveal. Yeah. Regardless, you know, regardless, this is a character who we don't, re- you know, he's been on in a couple of series, but we don't really remember. He's someone who they have set up as a stooge previously, and now the actor's having to do this big like turn, like ha ha, it was me all along, and I made fools mm-hmm. of you all, and and actually the way that they set up, oh, I wonder who they're going to be sitting down because. They didn't show the actor's no, face right. until, and no. I think we'd all guessed it was Buckles because yeah. who else could it have been? But they do so much setup and they do so much. Is this person dodgy? Is this person dodgy? That that reveal, and yeah. it's not. I don't think the BBC who were doing that because this is all you know the the Jed and and the team putting this together, making those choices about how the episode's directed, like this is going to be a massive reveal, it's going to be a massive shock to the audience, and then it, and then we, we get the shot and it's Buckles. It's it, that it, anticipation that they're setting up in people. People are doing all these online theories about yeah. who who it is and, and, yeah. and, 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 and that sort of thing. You know, Which they you can't, can't control, to be no, fair. No, I know they, they can't control, but they sort of play into that. They play into all these theories. They want they want people to do that. And I think the way that they set up that final interview, specifically not showing you his face and and the shock in, in the people when they discovered that it was Buckles. And, and I think the other thing for me as well is that you're expecting this to be the big mastermind. And actually it was just a small cog in the wheel is the other thing. It's yeah. just like, oh yeah, I was the only one left. I don't know why this hasn't occurred to me before, but... Um... I should say that for some reason this morning keeps popping up on my Twitter timeline 
saying that they have H on the program on Monday morning. So I think yeah, I know. We, can, we can definitively say that that is that character. And uh, I, I don't think there's any question now. I understand Matt's nervousness to say definitively, but I think... Well, not my they... nervousness, but I, I think it's more that I think, you know, if they don't specifically say this is the fourth man, then they can get away with doing it in another series, is my, but was my thing. But they are plugging We've Got H on the show on Monday morning. Since they split H up as four people, mm. it hasn't made as much sense to me. No. It, it, no, and, and that's the whole thing, was, was that in the first three or four series, H was one person. And then at some point, we got to the, the reveal that it was actually a number of people... And at that point, it felt like, ah, we want to prolong the storyline. We want to drag this out over multiple yeah. series. And the point being that the fourth person was technically not as going to be as big as a real as the other three. Well, I mean, looking back on it now, you know, Hilton was probably the biggest, Yeah. you know, in terms of seniority in the police, he was the biggest fish in, in a way, you know, and, and the H stuff as Luke will say, didn't really come in till the end of three. Series one, two, and three, we all really enjoyed. And, it, you know, this yeah. is a show we all put in our favourite dramas. Four as well, we can say, was 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 a good series. I think Tandy Newton really helped there with, with it making it bonkers, but it was it was fun and exciting. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, like, last series, when, when they specifically drilled down into the who is H thing and made it that made it that side of things, sort of stopped being what Line of Duty was to begin with and, and, and made it a slightly different show. You know, it's partly stuff that is beyond their control, like the, the BBC's promotion of the show and, and people doing their big theories and things. But at the same time, you know... They have painted themselves into a corner by the way they've told this story and bringing in more and more elements. The stuff with like the Lawrence Christopher story in this felt a little bit to the corner by the end, although it did help, you know, reveal buckles. I just think I for me, I think the thing was they have been setting up that, you know, this character who is the, the fourth man is an incredibly powerful force in the police and and it will shock the entire system. You know, they're setting it up. They were setting it up to be the chief constable. You know, that was what they were suggesting by Carl Michael being implanted into AC-12. You know, and he doesn't trust Hastings. There's all of that stuff. People's disappointment is primarily going to be because it's this character who has been painted as a fool throughout, isn't particularly smart. It's just someone who has been, every time the OCG come to him and say oh yes i'll do that because you'll give me money you know i can afford these big houses and 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 sort of homes in the in the cayman islands or wherever it was it, it felt a bit flat you know it, as i said it's something that made sense but wasn't the exciting ending i think people ha have been expecting yeah. for weeks now that's what that's where i'm sort of sitting on it well i can't disagree oh, with anything. <laughs> Gary, um, before we get got to the reveal, I was struggling even then because it just it, something about it felt flat, almost like they were reaching the end, but they didn't have the energy in them. Did, were you enjoying it up until the reveal? I think the fact is is that what they've done this series more than I can remember in other years is that everybody has had their own kind of plot line. You know, Kate is off doing this new career. 
Steve has got his drug problem and his relationship. Hastings has got this. They even managed to get some of the, you know, the, the, the extraneous characters, kind of their own plot lines. And it felt more like this episode was bringing everything together. But it didn't resolve everything. We know there's a couple of missing plot lines that we're all still worried, that we're all still thinking about. You know, who did shoot the OCG link? You know, was it Kate? Was it was it uh, the other person? You know, we're not we're not really sure. Is it really that important? I, I enjoyed the episode. The tension, you know, you had two really good invest, you know, uh, scenes of, um, you know, those the, the, the interrogation scenes. They kind of built the buckles one up. And as you say, they brought him in under armed guard and things like that. And you were thinking, OK, is this going to be like in a, one of the earlier series where someone made a break for it and and some of the armed guards were in it? I was kind of waiting for that. And then that didn't happen. I was trying to think, well, everyone's been having their say, whether there is a, a satisfactory or a satisfying reveal that I can think of. And the only one I can think of wasn't even a whodunit, which is why it was a shocking reveal. And I did want one of those characters that we cared about, be it Hastings, Kate, Steve, Carmichael, I wanted them to have a Michael from the good place turn. I want to suddenly see them in a different light. Adrian Dunbar or or um mm. or Anna Maxwell Martin are more than capable of that. And I feel like it just it just ended on a bit of a whimper. I wanted that Michael from the Good Place moment where he turns round, reveals himself, laughs at them all, and the whole and you look differently at the whole thing. And all I remember now about this episode of Line of Duty is buckles of all people being this criminal mastermind that the police were were aware of, were protecting, who who really was only undone by the fact that he couldn't spell a word. I mean, that's really how he got his mm. Really, I would have expected to have been the first one caught, not the fourth one, because he was so incompetent. I also think it speaks a lot of Jed's, the way he works, because he has spoken on numerous occasions that how he does this is he he writes the first three, they shoot those, he goes away and writes the next three. And Mm. so it it was never going to be built into the DNA of the show, because... It wasn't completely thought out. We didn't even know whether we were going to get the H reveal of this series or not. I I speculated that James Nesbitt would be the next lead and that we'd get closer to it in Series 7. And uh, I perhaps would have been along for that journey just because James Nesbitt is a well-known, charismatic lead and can turn his hand to just about anything. We've seen it so often where writers start something and they inadvertently write themselves into a corner where the expectation of those watching is is so hyped up whether people really feel let down by this episode is yet to be seen but it's not going to tarnish Jed Mercurio he'll go on to bigger and better things and and I got sent through a trailer which is embargoed at the moment which looks good but is all from the makers of Line of Duty and stuff so they're really hanging a lot of hopes on people uh, enjoying this, remembering it fondly, and then watching other stuff because the makers of Line of Duty are back with this show. I've got a theory on how the next series, if they do it, can be saved. Do you want what? Do you want a next series, Gary? Yeah, I think I do. But yeah. it's got. To, it's I do, but it's got to change, and my theory explains that. Professor right. Gary is the floor is yours. I would go back a bit to things that we know have worked. Number one, Anna Maxwell Martin's character becomes the new lead 
as a, a good person. So that preach at the end that Hastings gave her changes her outlook on the way she does things. She's no longer the bull buster, the, the snide, snarky one. She's now the moral compass. I, I would have Kate installed as the, as the number two, the person in the office that does the work, you know, that is, is, the, is the point person. I would send out the new girl, uh, Chloe, get her undercover somewhere. Because people don't know her. It's not like now with Martin Constant and, and Kate's characters. There are no one out throughout the police force. Get her out being the undercover person that Kate used to be. Deck your home with blinds.com. DIY or let us install. Free design consultation. Free samples and free shipping. Blinds.com invented a better way to buy custom high quality window treatments with no showroom mockups or waiting around for quotes from pushy salespeople, saving you time and money for the holidays with upfront pricing right on our website. Go right now to blinds.com. Satisfaction guaranteed. Satisfaction guaranteed. Shop blinds.com's Green Monday sale. Get up to 45% off plus doorbuster deals. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Selling your car to Carvana is as easy as... As easy as pie? Sure. All you have to do is enter your license plate or VIN. As easy as a stroll in the park. Okay, then just answer a few questions and you'll get a real offer in seconds. As easy as singing. Why not? Schedule a pickup or drop-off and Carvana will pay you that amount right on the spot. As easy as playing guitar. Actually, I find that kind of difficult. But selling your car to Carvana is as easy as... Can be. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get an instant offer today. Kill off Martin Compton in episode one. I mean, to be fair, Gary, sorry to butt into your theory. Right. I I thought that would be at least something if they had killed off one of the characters. And I did well, say I that, that in my in my prediction piece that Steve yeah. died because they seem to be heading for something for Steve. Like, you know, he just looked more and more tired, more and more frustrated with the position he was in. And it seemed one trip to the OT changed all of that. And he was fine by the end. By killing him off, you would you would have that kind of big reaction, that kind of big moment that you could end episode one on. And then I would bring back Hastings halfway through the series, having done his official appeal against his, um, against his retirement, bring him in over Anna Maxwell Martin's um, character at the end, at, you know, towards the end to kind of shake up the investigation. That is the only way I do it. I wouldn't have the key three back again, I, I, you know, in, in a main capacity, I would split them up. I'd introduce Hastings. Maybe he can speak at, at Steve's funeral, and that's how you kind of like introduce him back into the series. But then, towards the end of the series, he comes back and runs the final uh, interview or something like that. But I, I think you've got to get back to some of what worked with Line of Duty, and that is getting bent coppers, forgetting about you know OCGs and H catching out people who are perverting the course of justice mm. being in a bring in a big name star to be the focus of the series like we have before mm. you know try and get someone high profile if it came back then whether we like the age stuff or we didn't it's put to bed and it's like you can, you can reset 
a tiny bit with that not hanging over them and, and, and subsequently hanging over us as a thing we've got to care about and watch out for clues for. Is there any way, because Matt, we're always saying that you and I specifically, we're in a very we're in a very niche bubble, not even a family bubble, a very niche bubble of people who analyse and get irritated or, or get really in love with a television show which most people watch at nine o'clock on a Sunday don't give another thought to and whatever's on the following Sunday they'll watch as well. Mm. Is there any way we can sort of guess how this is going to go over? Because I've got no idea. I can't see it outside yeah. of my, my perspective. I, I honestly think, you know, because the, the general gist I'm getting from everyone watching it is that they are all banking on there being something big in in this final episode and i just don't think there's anything big enough to satisfy that anticipation i think that, i think like you know we've been analyzing the writing and the directing and stuff i don't mm. think people who were you know no. as you say no. sitting down to watch this before they go to work on a monday not this week because yeah. it's bank holiday um, nicely done everything has been pointing towards there is going to be something big i think if they hadn't have set up like osborne as the red herring as well you know that this is we are particularly pointing it towards that this is the chief yeah. constable. You know, there have been little bits and bobs here, like the, for example, the Ace Batty character saying, Ted, it's up to you now to find who it is. And that's suggesting it was, it was Osborne as well. And I think it's this inconsequential cog in the wheel. This is who we have been looking for. And I, I think people are going to be disappointed. I mean, I, Again, another thread with it being like having Thurwell and James Nesbitt's photo. And I think co concrete proof this week that he isn't still alive. I think a lot of people were expecting him to pop up and the Spanish police finding him to be a red herring. But now they've specifically identified his body. Again, he could still pop up in Series 7. That's a, that's a possibility. You know, we've not actually seen him dead on screen. But again, he's a character who's operated off screen throughout oh he was corrupt he was part of the corrupt network but we never met him so that again is another as, as luke said another off-screen element of this story that is being told to us the the rule yeah. of of yeah. tv is show us don't tell us but we're getting a lot of it the other way around and i think that's one of the issues as line of duty's gone on as everything mm -hmm. more and more they've tried to interlink every little bit of every little every series mm -hmm. and that has been very evident this series in particular that um you know it's just got a little bit too complicated and i think it's got a little bit too much for the you know for the people who are sitting down you know we've seen it on on gogglebox as well you know they've been voicing how much they are you know that they're having to watch it twice now i know Ga you know Ga gary you've watched some bits of this episode twice for this for this podcast today yeah yeah people it, you know it's it's not an easy watch you know it it works out your brain which is good in a way you know but i think it's getting to the point where you're having to revisit past series to understand every little reference mm. isn't conducive to having you know that person watching it every week sitting but, but, down at nine o'clock go on sorry gary well i was to say but then does that not is, is that not then a bbc ploy or a jed mercurio ploy of saying well look and, and and you're saying you know we're wondering if tomorrow night we're going to get the 
line of duty will return, isn't it more important to the BBC that they say, and now you can go back and watch all mm. six series on well, the that, iPlayer. Yeah. Tomorrow's bank holiday, everybody. Off your pop. <laughs> I, I think I want as the well, continuity to say that off your pop. Part of the reason it's been written this way specifically this series is it's almost targeted that the main audience member they want now is the person who is watching series six in four months time, having watched all the prior series in like a big binge watch. They are the person who are going to get the most out of all the little references in this series because they've just seen that series three, like a week ago and not five or six years ago, whenever it was. That, that's when they would have seen it. And that's what I feel like. I don't think it has appealed to that, you know, casual viewer, if you like to say, who who has sat down every week at nine o'clock um, to watch it. And I don't think this reveal will satisfy, yeah. this final episode will satisfy them. I definitely think we are getting that seventh series. I think there was enough little things in that last episode from Ted putting in his... Oh, you know, his thing to say, I don't want to be, I'm protesting my retirement in, in, in a written form to Kate basically saying, I'm coming back to AC 12. Now I've written in my notes for, for my review, where's Carmichael? Cause she wasn't hardly in this episode at all. After setting her up as this big sort of mini villain, if you like. And disruptor and dangerous. Yeah. And, yeah. 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 Uh, in like from the end of the fifth episode and then throughout the inter- I thought she was really good in the in the interview scene actually and again that that sort of question mark about oh is she dodgy is she another corrupt officer you know she's shooting down every time there's this you know talk about institutionalized corruption in the police and then by the end it's sort of the the speech from Ted sort of turned her almost and yeah saying you know, I can see that fire in you. I can see that you are wanting to hold corrupt officers accountable as well. I mean, I for me, and I've said this in one of my reviews, that she is like the ultimate career opportunist politician type character, and that is her character. I don't think there's any corruption in her at all. And I think they now have, have turned her in this final episode, but haven't really given Anna Maxwell Martin a great deal to do, which I think is a shame given she is a really good actress. And I, I, and I think maybe, as, uh, you know, as Gary said, set her up as the new sort of boss in charge. And, and, and but I, I you know, I, I fully expect them to say, oh, Ted's retirement was overturned. He's back in it. You know, nothing's mm. changed. And I think, you know, has what has this series achieved at the end of the day? And I don't think it is a great deal. More people are talking about Line of Duty. We, you know, despite our reservations you know big or small whether we give this a series a b or a d more people are talking about line of duty the viewing figures are up the the kind of like the chatter is up shall we say i've spoken to a number of people that have said oh what's this line of duty really like i've seen it being advertised what shall i do and my thing is oh go back and watch series one on iplayer because if you you, because i think they'll understand it if they do it that way but then and that, and that's how a, you know a real television purist like us would recommend any program is you know go back and watch it from the beginning you'll really understand it but are the bbc trying to not only encourage people to do that but are they trying to make the series more accessible each series are they trying to open it up um i think the viewing figures are massive and that is the only reason i think that the bbc will stick with it because what else what else do they have, as you say, that garners 
this conversation, this chatter, this group of people theorising about every tiny thing that each character does. They don't have anything else. No, any broadcaster would bite Jed Mercurio's hand off to do yeah. nine if he wanted to, because every broadcaster wants shows that can be discussed and that have that live on way beyond the Sunday night when they're on, and they are appointment viewing. We're always talking about, you know, you should be there at nine o'clock on a Sunday, and this is one of those few occasions where it does feel like a large way of the population is sitting down at nine o'clock and 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 relishing line of duty and perhaps because i haven't enjoyed it myself it's harder for me to understand that but i am happy there is still a television show in 2021 that people are excited about and talking about i just don't know whether to expect a backlash or not and I'm I'm wary of how I'm going to handle it on Twitter because you don't, I don't want to be one of those people to go, oh, isn't it awful? Wasn't it a damp squib? Because then you just seem like you're knocking it, which I, I don't want to do. I'm just disappointed because the only thing I can say is that it just felt lifeless and and empty. And I just wanted to stick a rocket into it and have something happen that I can go, you know, when we look back on it, we'll go... Remember that moment in episode 7 of Line of Duty? No, not particularly, because there wasn't that moment really for me. Yeah, and I think, you know, there is that expectation there because we've seen past Line of Duty, both openers and, and, and finales, and they've at least had one big mm. moment in them. You know, the the last series, for example, had that moment where one of the officers that was working for Carmichael tried to kill off Jill, didn't she? And, and prior, yeah. you know, prior to that, we've had, you know, urgent exit required and, 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 and elements like that. You know, there's... A, or there's been a big reveal or, and, and I just don't feel like this had that excitement. And, you know, I, I wanted to ask Luke though, specifically, cause this is a show that, you know, you loved at yeah, one point no, and now it's no. completely got, wh- when was it that it went off the boil for you? Was it the last series? Was it, you know, what, what was it? Do you think? The, the last series, I think with Hastings being in the spotlight and just the, the silly thing that Craig Parkinson's character did with the Morse code on his fingers, it just smacked to me of somebody who didn't quite know where their end game was, and that always makes me nervous as a TV lover. And then this series, it just feels like that, that, he, that he's just taken like Line of Duty's greatest hits in terms of Ted's catchphrases and some of the ways the characters are behaving, it just doesn't feel like the same show. It feels like, and you know I'm a champion of dialogue, but it feels like there's too much, too many people talking in dark rooms or subways or offices, but not enough going on that I can really cling to and get my teeth into. It just feels like somebody, like we said earlier, is always telling me something that I would much rather have seen happen than have explained happen. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how I feel. Can I, can I ask Matt something? Um, Hello. I'll think of something to ask Gary. Are you a fan of the ending that they did? Which I think comes from me. It seems very similar to something they did at the end of at least the fifth series of The Wire. The kind of, and they've always done it. Yeah, I'm just trying to think in other shows. The kind of like the wrap up. Does that yeah. in any? Does that? The, the wire uh, never did. The wire never did it where they show you 
they have like dial, you know, words underneath. Again, this is t- telling you. They may have done it in fifth series, but not the other. I don't the think they did. I don't think they. I'm not sure. They... Does it help tie up the series? Does it give you any? Well, it, it allows the it allows it allows Jed to again give us loads of exposition because it's like rather than showing us any of this, we'll just say, you know, that. Uh, Farida was was let out of jail and is now back working as a policeman. I did actually quite like the fact that that Terry Boyle got a happy ending. That was yeah, nice. I liked that. Um, because I actually thought that that actor gave one of the better performances of this series. I think it's Tommy Jessup is the actor, um, and has now apparently been cast in a Spielberg film off the back of Line of Duty. Okay. Um, yeah, and I I I like that his character got a happy ending, but. The, the last scene where they're putting all the pictures of all the former guest characters in the box and saying, you know, AC-12's power to, to investigate corrupt officers has never been weaker, which obviously led Luke to say in the end of the series has never been weaker. To me, the putting away of the old characters, and I have got a point about, I've got a, a theory that came into my head a while ago or something that came into my head uh, about the structure of the show. It just to me seems to me like, that feels like right. Jed is now moving on mm. from. Hate. Yeah, no, I, I've got, yeah. I've got, yeah, and and but that. The other point that, is, yeah, is that you mentioned the chief constable and you mentioned um, James Nesbitt. Do you think there's part of the the thing where they couldn't? I mean, that actor, the actor who played the chief constable, was only in um, uh, like clips. TV, yeah, video yeah. packages. Do you think there was just the fact that they couldn't get the actor for this series? Or I think that the the Osborne thing was just a massive red herring throughout, and actually, you know, it, it was it was leading to be, being disappointed. I I think the the ending that very sort of ceremonial putting away all these old characters and moving on almost, but at the same time they're saying AC12 will not be the same now. You know, we we are combining all these all these units into one and. If there is another series, what, what are, where will it go? And I think by the end, it will be the same as it was when it started. The one thing there is I think uh, Joe Davidson was enjoying witness protection a little bit too much, really. All she it? needed was a dog this whole time. Oh, no, and a, and a very attractive ginger partner. I didn't know uh, that was into the gingers. That's, that's interesting. <laughs> Something was found out that I didn't know until this. Well, no, time. she, I, just, she was a, she, she was an attractive lady who just happened to be ginger. <laughs> okay, because this is our line of duty special finale. I have checked the end of the wire, <laughs> <laughs> and they, they, what they do is they flash around the different people. They don't say so and so ended yeah, up here. That's so what I thought. A, it's a music, it's a music montage, sort of showing you where key characters are. So. You know, that's we saw the end of the wire as well. <laughs> <laughs> is that it? Is it any other business? I think it is a share, and I will be genuinely interested to see because we, you know, we are predicting what people's reactions will be, and I yeah, think everyone will have a slight. I I was surprised. I have to say, last week when people didn't enjoy that episode as much as I did, but I sort of I I think it's what people were expect it and i think that's what leads me to think that they will be disappointed because i think people were are expecting a big reveal based on the fact they said we don't think there was enough was revealed during that joe davidson interview i think they are now going to be disappointed that there's not there's a lot 
isn't here. And can I uh, just one more question? Sorry, in, in yeah, any well, other business. Who is it for? Both of you, I think. Oh, okay. Do you think it would have been a better series had we just had the six? Did we need seven episodes? Could we have cut an hour's worth of plot oh, out, dead out easy. of this? We didn't have, see. See, I still struggle with the start of the last one where they were on the run, and I'm still not entirely sure why they were on the run. That whole sequence was just weird to me. I didn't. Really Again, it was it. it was to set up a misdirect of who who is it that's setting them up, and and I think the misdirect of maybe someone else finished off Ryan and I, actually Gary I know you said it was either one or the other in my article I was wondering was it a you know like an another OCG quote unquote like a sniper or something you know finishing right. Ryan off before no, but they knew he was dead so if Kate had seen a sniper she'd have reported that wouldn't she mm. but just something like that but just because a, we didn't see it on screen, and again, it's something else that happened off screen. Uh, and B, there was a line that Kate used that she said something like, "I am in the frame for this." And I think there are so many like errant lines in this that are leading people for that big reveal. I mean, there was a line that that Chloe had where, after the the big sort of convoy shootout, that someone from AC12 had leaked some information, and I was like, "Oh, are we got to be suspicious of Chloe now?" You know, there are. There's so many bits of dialogue that are or or like looks to camera and that's been a big thing this series there's been so many of these sort of long scenes where characters are just looking at each other that i think the average viewer will be confused between so the the police's stance is that there are a few as as osborne said here there are a few bad apples but there is no in institutionalized corruption in the, in the police that it is just a few corrupt officers yeah whereas ac12 well hastings's thing is that there is this institutionalized corruption and actually we have uncovered it through joe davidson because she was tommy hunter and and, and fairbank had groomed her to go into the police and we saw it with ryan as well you know there are these characters that are being groomed to go into the police mm -hmm. to work for the other side you know, via Osborne, Carmichael has gone in there to try and stamp out any lines of inquiry that are are around institutionalised corruption that are purely... And I suppose one thing we haven't spoken about here at all is the blooming Gail Vella of it all. Because oh, she... Was... <laughs> I forgot, you know, I genuinely forgot all about that while watching this episode. This, and, and again, I think that's why it's dragged it away from classic line of duty is that this is what they're investigating to start off with is corruption in the investigation of Gail Vella's murder. And actually that was such a damp squib reveal of, Oh, it was Carl Banks. And, and I think that goes back to what we said is that, and, and to go to answer your question about the seventh episode, I think if we hadn't have had the seventh episode, you know that this last episode would have been 20 to 30 minutes longer anyway. Yeah. I just think I just think for me it's a no brainer. The writer says I've got seven episodes of an extremely popular series. Yes, please. And yeah. but actually it's only another half an hour if you think about yeah. it, because normally we well, get exactly. ninety minutes. Yeah. Okay, I, I think that's it now. I think we're I, done. Yeah, yeah I've, I've, <laughs> I think I've got nothing more to say. Okay, just quickly, just because it's come up on my Twitter timeline. There's three of us on the podcast. We're you know, we're normally party goers as you know, in normal times. Yeah. We're, were any of us at that club in Liverpool last night? No comment. No co oh, God, you beat me to it. 
Well, no, Luke, Luke my, my answer to that is that I demand to be uh, questioned by an officer at least one rank above me. <laughs> I think I'm several ranks above No, you're you. not. <laughs> Thank when you, it, When it comes to podcast attendance, Matt, is, Matt deserves to be seen by, I don't know, I, I don't know who the equivalent would be. <laughs> no, who's got more of an empty loaf? <laughs> Matt, that's some question to leave us on. Thank you, Gary, for um, for joining us again. It's about Cheers, right that if this is the last line of duty, we've been on this journey over the past nearly 10 years together with the show. I know I will say this. We'd love to know your thoughts. Email custardtvreviews at gmail.com or get in touch via the Custard TV pod Twitter or my Twitter or Matt's Twitter. And finally, how critical should I be online? about this episode. I don't want to get myself into trouble, but I feel like my inner well, critic do, should, could, should could say you set something. Could you Twitter account just for your feelings on this? Just just say, I, I would say, just say, I, I just you, you found it disappointing. I think that's yeah. the best way. Because you're not being outwardly horrible. You know, that's, that's just very... Oh, I save that for this. Uh, you know... <laughs> I, I think that's enough on the Twitter just to say I was disappointed with that. I was expecting yeah. more. Okay, then. Take care. Bye. 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 Rate and review us wherever you find us. Search The Custard TV on YouTube, iTunes, and Facebook. Selling your car to Carvana is as easy as... As easy as pie? Sure. All you have to do is enter your license plate or bin. As easy as a stroll in the park. Okay, then just answer a few questions and you'll get a real offer in seconds. As easy as singing. Why not? Schedule a pickup or drop-off and Carvana will pay you that amount right on the spot. As easy as playing guitar. Actually, I find that kind of difficult. But selling your car to Carvana is as easy as... Can be. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get an instant offer today.